Travelers <laughs> to the Never Ending Adventure podcast. This is your host, DJ Alley Cat. Hello, and-, and I'm DJ Jackie J. Welcome to the Never Ending Adventure podcast yet again. We're so excited to be talking to you all about a really, really cool episode. What yeah, do you think, I agree. Allie? This was probably one of my favorite episodes of season three. Oh, so for far. sure. <laughs> Definitely. Like, Women, women rock. Am I right? Yeah. And (laughs) I think I love seeing all of the characters, how, what stereotypes they like start to fill. And then also when they like diverge from those stereotypes and just like their personality shines through and matches with their original genders. 100%. We love some Finn and Jake, but it's really all about Fiona and Cake today. Am I right? Definitely. <laughs> well, it's so good to talk to you. I feel like we haven't caught up in a minute. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I I feel like both of us have been really busy with you moving and then my job has been crazy and I feel like your job's always crazy. It It is, man. Talk <laughs> about the, the agency world, but I know fashion as well and is super crazy and, you know, coming down to Atlanta has been really great, but I love that our podcast kind of kind of keeps us keeps us in touch. Get to talk yeah. all the time. It's pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> keeps us connected. <laughs> keeps us connected. Um and I don't know just this episode too is it just like honestly sparked I think it reminded me of just like how much fun that I have talking to you and like just adventure pals and like it was really cool seeing Finn and Jake in their female form. I was like I like this a lot. Yeah, like Girl power moment for sure. (laughs) Yeah, girl power moment for sure. I absolutely love it. Um, And I'll, I mean, I'll just kind of go ahead and and get started. One thing that I sort of haven't been able um, to shake is just kind of all of the really cool themes throughout this episode. Kind of just right off the bat, starting with like, hey, let's have it at a basis like a girl has a crush. And the guy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's kind of friend zoning her a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's really interesting that Fiona and Gumball in this universe are the same age. So we can have that will they, won't they, but it's still like very much established. Gumball just sees her as a pal. And it's like, you can kind of tell she has a crush on him, but I don't know. It's like, Gumball is feeding these mixed signals of that too. Like, let's invite her to the ball. Like, that's kind of romantic. (laughs) Like, that's not a typical friend date thing. Oh, 100%. And like, I almost feel like kind of friend zoned really soon. Um, But also like, I, I obviously got Princess Bubblegum vibes, like, (laughs) look appearance like what have you I was like yo where's Princess Bubblegum at and I kept being like no it's Gumball Jackie it's Gumball (laughs) um and Gumball's being a poopy face tomato nose (laughs) (laughs) very much so and it's great about Gumball is it feels like he has the very same like I don't know it's almost like carelessness towards sentience that Princess Bubblegum Mm. because 
with the jelly kinders, which are my lovelies of the episode. Oh my god, <laughs> like, me and right your soulmates because they're so cute. <laughs> Give me some sugar, baby. They're so freaking <laughs> cute. I just want to like, I sort of want a magnet of a jelly kinder. I also would like to eat one. I also would like to become a best friend with one. Yeah. Awesome. I think all of those things, I think kicking them also looked like a lot of fun. Yes. And how but... they apparently <laughs> don't speak, but yet, I don't know. He was trying to say something. He or she <laughs> was trying to say something. Jelly kinder was like. Yeah, trying to hype something up, but I, I it's fun because like I I love all of the K- Candy Kingdom you know characters and little they're they're so they're so cute to look at. It's like check these yeah, little guys out. They're all so adorable. Even I mean Princess Bubblegum and uh, Prince Scumball are both very cute, like aesthetically. <laughs> like oh, for sure, definitely the popular kids. A hundred percent. And like, I I feel like I relate a lot to Fiona just right off the bat because I was way more of a tomboy myself um, growing up. And so, and like liking the popular guy and um, kind of coming out of the gate and being like, I'd rather go play on the playground. Like, but I also like <laughs> have a crush on this <laughs> person like in this prompt pink outfit, but it'd be what it'd be. Yeah, I... I get that too, because I think I was also very much a tomboy, just like wanting to play sports. But I think for me, it was like later on that I started to develop crushes and stuff. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got you. I later on much- is fine. I probably could have saved myself a few years of heartbreak, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. But all all that to say, like, I guess in that case, then it's like, okay, well you know, you have Fiona and Cake. And to be honest with you, the episode was, there are so many parts of it that I think I remember the most that are toward the end of the episode, but like what they're doing at the beginning and then like, boom, bam, all of a sudden, like we have the bully come in, like, Mm -hmm. you know, ice, like ice queen, like, whoa, like in my face. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) I was not expecting this grandeur. I loved when ice queen shows up Cause she like comes in on a bolt of lightning and it's like so cool. Like (laughs) she's like so strong, but it's also so different than Ice King himself. And like, I don't know, it's like, we're so not used to this version of an ice villain (laughs) or like an ice antagonist, I guess is more appropriate. Cause especially in season three where Ice King has kind of, evolved into trying to become friends it's kind of like a shock to your system to have like this really villainous ice queen very much so like it was definitely off-putting for me when I watched it um just because I'm like wait we're sort of you know there's this kumbaya kind of like adventure pals sort of vibe going on and then to have oh wait like this is a this is a bad energy Right. And just very much like strikes you in the face. But what would you say when you first um, experienced like Ice Queen? Were you immediately like, this is giving me like even old Ice King vibes? Like, what did you feel like was different um, about Ice Queen? Like, even from the beginning of the episode? I think right from the beginning, it's obvious that she's like more, it's almost like she's more savage with. I'm sure. 
more of a badass, all of it. Like, she's just a little bit and more willing to, like, use her powers. I think Ice King kind of restrains himself in a lot of ways, but this seems like an unrestrained version of Ice King maybe in season one. Mm. Yeah, I could, um, I could definitely see that. Yeah, but I think in that scene, what, I mean, I think we both have a lot to talk about with Ice Queen, but I, I love in that scene when Fiona and her are fighting and Fiona kind of calls her out for predatoring on dudes. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's like quick creeping. Yes. Like stop being weird because I I feel like a lot of times it's not mentioned how creepy women can be towards men too. Mm, facts though. Facts. Yeah. And even in media, it's just like not a storyline that's hit very much. So mm-hmm. I kind of love that Adventure Time was like, no, it can happen to dudes too. And it's just as creepy. Just yeah, as and it's just we- as not cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I am I'm in concurrence there. I I definitely got creepy vibes and I was all of a sudden just picturing um Ice Queen like going after like like or Ice King like going after all the princesses. And I'm like, okay, well you know, what, what are they doing with Marshall Lee? Like with Ice Queen, right. like what does she try to do to like get on that electric guitar? <laughs> okay. That came out like mildly inappropriate, but you know, I want to play some tunes with you. Something like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> which like low key, like Marshall Lee is a cutie side note. Um, definitely yeah. reminds me of my husband, Ned. Like I've talked about him before on this podcast. Um, you know, y'all have gotten to hear, uh, from, um, my husband, Ned, and then, you know, Allie's, um, boy, boyfriend, Russell, um, they're pretty cool, but we like to talk about them on this podcast. And I don't know, something about Marshall Lee. I was like total Ned vibes. I think Ned has that same flannel. A little bit of a side note, like kind of like a side tangent here, but did you yeah. see a character that reminded you of Russell? I mean, <laughs> Marshall Lee, the same style. I mean, I kind of was thinking Marshall Lee too, but I think, yeah. <laughs> Marshall Lee is, I don't know, he's kind of just that, I don't know, it, it's the flannel, it's the attitude. The bad boy. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know. Even when he, like, comes in and he gives, like, the rock symbol <laughs> with his tongue okay. sticking out of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can I please be Marshall Lee? I'm like, that, that is me on a daily basis. Like, read yeah. an email, like, rock on hands, like, side tongue. Ah. <laughs> what is life? <laughs> yeah, and he's just, like, um, floating off, like, real cool. But, right. Uh, um, yeah, I would probably say, and kind of mentioning that, Marshall Lee was my sexy character Mm. of the episode. (laughs) Yes. I would have to say he was mine as well. So (laughs) I think um, Ned and Russell, great style choices. Keep it up, boys. Um, (laughs) Doing something right. Yeah. Um, That's so fun. But I I would have to say, um, and I know like we we have so much to talk about because I feel like there's a lot of meat to this episode. But like I Mm -hmm. kind of want to obsessively talk about cake for like the whole time because is she not so cool she was honestly like one of I mean she was such a great part of the episode she I she's so encouraging of Fiona and she has like so much sass and 
I don't know. It's like she's built up of just moments of like helpfully pushing Fiona along. It's kind of beautiful, their friendship. I I love it so much. (laughs) It really is. And I was like, I feel that everyone needs a cake in their lives. Um, The ultimate hype woman. Yeah. For some reason, that energy she's given off. I'm thinking in my head, I would love to see you as a background dancer in like a hip hop (laughs) music video, please. (laughs) Can I please just have somebody pushing me to excellence and to be my best self? And I think that Cake is is absolutely doing that for Fiona. Um, And we see that relationship with, of course, Finn and Jake as well. Um, That's evident. And I was really cool to see it... um, see the play with like a, a Fiona and, and cake kind of um, energy and like fun banter going back and forth with one another, another, but I think, and correct me, like, let me know what you think. Correct me yeah. if you think I'm wrong here, but <laughs> um, if cake and Jake were to meet in real life, like I think cake would put Jake in his place. What do you think? I think so too. I think cake doesn't put up with much and she's so, I don't know. It's it's like she's so positive and Jake's kind of apathetic in a lot of ways. <laughs> so I think she would just like call him out on his apathy and mm. just like not deal with it. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, "No, nah, dude, you're being you're being a little lame right now." Right. Like <laughs> no, like I don't know. I think she would also be like, "No, like this person's so cool, like hype them up and then be like you're being dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like Jake, so, just stop. Let me don't rain on my parade kind of a thing. Um, but I, I definitely, uh, have, I mean, enjoyed, you know, cake, uh, so much and felt like she was like such a strong voice of the episode. Um, and I thought her and, you know, Fiona blended really well. Um, and so tell me, Tell me a little bit more. Maybe what are your like favorite scenes between the two of them, um, you know, in this episode? And Yeah, I think some of my favorite moments is when she was like pushing Fiona along, just being like, no, be confident, girl. Like, I think at one point she was like, no retreat, girl. <laughs> and then <laughs> a little later on, she's like, tell Gumball you think he's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I... Um, that's great. Loved that scene because it reminded me so much of my first message to Russell and Bumble. <laughs> <gasps> Tell me more. I don't know how I don't know this. Wait, I knew about the Bumble part. I don't know about this message part. Yeah. I, my first message to Russell and Bumble, Bumble was like, hey, I hope this isn't too forward, but I really think you're really attractive and I would love to get to know you more. And then Aww. I was like, I noticed that you mentioned podcast, like, you like podcast on uh, your profile. I'm super into podcast. And then his message back was like, "Ugh, that is too forward." <laughs> then just oh. kept talking about <laughs> podcast. So that is the best thing I've ever heard. You heard it here at first. Podcasts bring people together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> match <Matchmaking>. definitely. <laughs> that is super cool, and yeah. I love that so much. And yeah, I'm bring that up again someday. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I think that's why I like cake so much is I was just like, I don't know. She's giving to me, it feels like really helpful, positive advice, like Mm -hmm. advice that would probably work 
in contrast to when Jake was giving advice to Finn, being like, you should wear this weird loot suit and, <laughs> like, go, like, serenade her, you know? like Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe a little bit more of concrete device, uh, advice rather than, like, hey, man, like, let's mess with this horse that's got poo brain. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Something crazy. Um, but I, I think that's awesome. And I'm still... Re- reveling that story that's great yeah (laughs) um and but I you know something that I I think is is just really unique about this episode is that they they offer up a lot of scenarios within the episode that really like call back to I think um like some some neat movies that like I've experienced in my childhood and like a really cool opportunity to say like hey we're gonna take this fan fiction um new storyline to the next level and not just at a point where we're still showing you some really cool qualities about our core characters but really building on that and so I I just I think there's so many directions that I want to go in in right now and I'm like where to even begin um just because, again, like I mentioned before, I could talk about cake all day. But another one is like, you know, I I also want to talk about um, Lainey, Lady, Lainey Rainicorns, like <laughs> Counterpiece. And like, yeah, there's a lot Lord, to talk about there too. And Yeah, Lord Monochromacorn. <laughs> see, you can say it. I, I cannot. I'm like, I, I wanted to say Lord Monochromatic, which is not accurate in the but slightest. It, but it, it actually is very accurate to what he's trying to like what they're trying to do with his character mm-hmm. wait tell me tell like, me more about that I want to hear your thoughts well because <laughs> like he is supposed to be like a monochromatic character like the exact opposite of a rainbow is he like shares the same uh tonal value across the board <laughs> I love that so, tonal value I need to add that to to my bio or my resume <laughs> <laughs> offers a tonal value. I'm oh, sorry, keep going. I don't know. No, I so like monochromatic is like it it is right. It's just they added a corn to the end of it. Because <laughs> he's also a unicorn. I so it's very close. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Most definitely. And I think it was just really cool because I was not um, and even when I watched this episode, um, and this is my, you know, what fourth, fifth time seeing it, it was just really cool. Just kind of having, um, being like, oh my gosh, how did, how in the world did I forget about him? Here he is again. Um, <laughs> this is great. And so kind of like bringing the juxtaposition that you have between the two of them. Um, yeah. but then also you're like creating a bridge between the two universes in a way. Right. Which is really he- cool. <laughs> He was actually my tops of the episode, like when he shows up and um and he like clip clops at uh cake <laughs> and cake's like, hey gorgeous, and then her tail fluffs up all big. Like and it frizzes, it's like lightning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, I'm nervous now. I loved that scene so much. It like cracked me up every time we watched like every time I watched this episode, it was so good. Same. I also I've got to say, when Ned sat down and watched this with me, that was his favorite part. Yeah. Was their chemistry in that moment. And <laughs> just kind of and honestly, like so much of it just made me think like, 
uh, this is like middle school. This is how I would talk to yeah. my friends in middle school. <laughs> like if there was a boy that came up, like I have really, really thick hair. It's unfortunate for me because I live in the South and it's a hundred degrees outside and 110% humidity. So like a boy would come talk to me and my hair would be like for a city. I'd be like, <laughs> Zing. I like you a lot. Hello. Are you going to ask me to the dance? <laughs> I will gladly go with you. You asked me to meet you in the gardens. Okay. <laughs> Not weird at all. Or creepy. Um, right. But so I guess like my next question too, and something that I was really enamored with was Fiona's sword. Cause I, just thought about her putting it in her purse. <laughs> we can come back to that. But yeah. by goodness gracious, do I want one of those? Where can I get one? <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, it was such a cool present for uh for Gumball to give that to her. Like it was like this really easy g- gesture to like a really thoughtful gift all in one. <laughs> and I I think for me, I was like, oh, that's really cool. The sword is awesome. Like, who doesn't like swords? I I don't know. I everybody needs a sword. <laughs> I completely agree. Everybody does. And I I definitely I thought it was I mean, obviously the grass sword, awesome, amazing. <laughs> but something I don't know if it was a color I don't know if it was like hey I just pulled this out of the ground bunch of gemstones like what's up um badass and I don't have used that a lot this episode but <laughs> wow like I was I was really excited about it and um I was really glad too that she chose to um pack it up with her when she went to the ball yeah and I think it was important for her to like still keep something that like tied her to herself almost like mm. you don't have to like get rid of all of your interests to I don't know almost get the guy <laughs> you know exactly. like like, it's like no um, you don't need any weapons to go to a ball but she likes weapons like why should she not bring her weapons yeah I might, I might <laughs> be putting my pepper spray in my purse <laughs> especially if it like gives her comfort in a way I don't know. 100%. I, I think that was probably my moment for Kate where I was just like, no, like let her do something that like she's interested in and makes her feel a little bit more like herself. <laughs> exactly. And I could see Kate even being um as you know much of a cheerleader as she is for Fiona being in a way like sometimes the voice that takes over and and just you know is is almost acting like the the mother figure in in mm-hmm. some ways of just or you know hey my personality might be a little more dominant therefore i think i know what's right for you at all times like i'm excited for you i'm giving you advice also like you should do this you should do this um i can totally see that yeah and not not necessarily in like a toxic way either but it's kind of cool even toward the end of the episode to see Fiona be like, no, like I'm going to do this because I want to do it. And heck you, you kind of have to wonder too, when, when they were getting fast forward, when they were getting ready for the ball, like did cake, did we not see when cake was like, Hey, you know, here's this beautiful gown that I helped you put together. Like <laughs> why in the world do you need to wear your clothes underneath? Cause you know, when she ta- ends up taking off, um, right. when the dress ends up coming off, you know, at the end she she still has her, 
like, you know, um, athleisure on. Um, I don't <laughs> even know if that's the right word to use. But also, I, I think it, re- it again reminds me, takes me back to middle school where there were times when I wanted to wear something under something else because I felt way more comfortable in my own skin, even if somebody else couldn't necessarily sit there and see that I was wearing like, you know, what, who I truly am. So it's right. It's like the shedding of the, yeah. Almost like you don't need to put on a persona for other people, but like in a situation like a dance where you might have to like wear clothes that you're not typically comfortable in, like you might as well do something that makes you still feel like you. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you know, I think of like a warrior princess. It's like she, you know, she knew she might have to fight. So she might as well be prepared. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I saw this crazy ice ice queen person uh, earlier today. I might have to see her (laughs) later and I don't want to. So I got to keep the sword on me. And part of me wonders if she had like a weird feeling in her chest, like, I don't know. This feels too good to be true. Because, like, in moments before in this episode, it felt like Gumball's complete turn, and we find out later that he's Ice King, but, like, the automatic turn that he takes and then how much he just, like, gives her gifts and really thoughtful dates and stuff, it it felt a little bit like love bombing to me. (laughs) Yes. Like... And I was like, oh, this is kind of a red flag. And then right when they make it to the ball, he doesn't let her talk to anybody. He, like, right away isolates her, which would be another red flag. It's like, no, like, if you go to something like a ball, like, go have fun with friends. And then later on, if y'all are having a good time, y'all can, like, find that time for isolation. But it doesn't need to be like the first thing to be like, let's separate her from everybody. And <laughs> for sure, like, and then everybody r- immediately when you walk in, like, it's a bumping party. People oh, yeah. Are having a good time. <laughs> Girl Cinnabon is getting down in her green dress. And like, <laughs> you know, there's Marshall Lee, and I'm sure she wanted to go say hi to him because Lord right. knows both of us would have wanted to do. <laughs> and just so kind of one of those things where, you know, you, she probably was excited to, see, you know, everyone seeing her dressed up for the first time. I mean, she, I don't know when the last time she probably, you know, got, got looking like Cinderella, not firing any shots, at, you know, <laughs> not saying it's one thing really like, but she looked great and she wanted to go enjoy herself, have a good time. And, you know, having, and it does kind of remind me of goodness gracious. Am I just going to talk about middle school? I got some stuff I got to sort out. <laughs> I've talked about this like three times. Um, well, it, it it does feel a little bit like middle school, though, like this episode in general. So it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, the amount of times I had a, boy- a boyfriend or something be like, you don't need to talk to your friends. Like, just come kiss me. I'm like, no, I, I want to talk to my friends. Like, don't right. isolate like, me from the group. Exactly. It's important. Like, obviously, it's fun to, like, have those moments. But it's also better to, like, figure out how to be in a relationship when other people are around, too. Like... <laughs> Yes, yes. It's all about like bringing people into a great group setting and then kind of testing that in a way and saying, okay, well, does this person fit in with all these people? Are they vibing and having a good time? Huge red flag, Mr. Gumball going, (laughs) I don't want to interact with anybody. It's like, all right, right, Mr. Gumball, that's on you. Yeah. Um, 
But all this to say, I don't know if this is like a good a good place for us to like put a pin on it before we like really dig into Ice Queen. What do you think? Yeah, I think so because I think we'll like talk about the reveal and then everything the reveal kind of leads to after the break. Yes, we will. Gonna go get some good water and maybe refill my glass of wine. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, talk to you in a second. Whoa. Ever had an itch you can't scratch? Ever had a stain you can't get out of your clothes? For men? It's time to use Monochromacorn's armpit elixir. For men. Where badassery is not talked about, it's practiced. For men. Buy now or deeply regret it later. Men. Monochromacorn's pit armpit elixir. How was your break? Break was great. <laughs> What'd you do? Uh, well, I think we recorded a pretty good ad. I was uh, going to say a trick question. Say <laughs> if I trick do question, you spend it with me. <laughs> True. And I got some water. I'm not sure Ooh. if you got more wine, though. Or if um, Nick got you more wine. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got more wine here. Got my, <laughs> got my red wine and ready to talk more about Fiona and Cake. The best. <laughs> um... The absolute best. And I kind of wanted to start us off here with some factoids. Let's do it. Jackie, Jackie's do it. factoids. I'm DJ <laughs> Jackie P's factoids. Factoids. <laughs> Golly. I can't speak. Too much red wine. Just kidding. I've had just enough to talk about this episode. Lay it on me. Um, all right. So really cool. The episode actually premiered. Um, when it premiered, there was a total of 3.315 million viewers at the time. This was back in 2011, making it at that time Cartoon Network's highest rated telecast. Wow, that's crazy. I I wonder what the advertising was like before this episode that like maybe led to that. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. But, it, but if it was nowadays, I'd be hoping they were doing some hard... Um, Paid social, maybe a little uh, paid search, <laughs> some display. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm sure. my advertising agency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like saying? you're coming at it from a different perspective, <laughs> like actually working in ads. Yeah, like, how do we market this? <laughs> I was Everywhere. just. Uh, like, I'm sure the reason why it was so highly viewed is just like, the weirdness of having a gender-bent episode at the time. Like, it's such a cool idea. It really is. And I, I don't think at the time there were as many cartoon shows doing something of, of that nature. Um, and goodness, fans, like, if, if you want to throw something out there and say, actually, yeah, there were. Here's this, this, and this. Like, I would love to do deep dive. Um, you know where to find us. So... We would love some feedback there, but I, I, I'm with you. It's it's really it's really fascinating, and honestly, just because the viewership um, and, and it has such an incredible and substantial following, that I'm not, I'm I guess I'm not too surprised. Like, if I was watching it in real time in 2011, as as the episodes are coming out week to week, um, I think I would have been just as mesmerized and been like, I have got to have my eyes glued to the TV. Yeah, it would have been hype. 
Yes. <laughs> Hype <laughs> is definitely one way to put it for sure. Um, I will say though, the record was eventually broken by um, the fourth season episode, Burning Low. And I, so I know we'll get to that, of course, but mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it did set a viewership record. Um, pretty, pretty substantial stuff. Yeah. That's um, awesome. really, really cool. Really cool. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I kind of like low key want to go ahead <laughs> and dive in to some of like the cool, like fun little things that we saw. Yeah. I, I know we both, I think we're going to go back to Cake for a second because we forgot, like, a cool thing that Cake has and, like, a moment that she has with Fiona is when she, like, brings out the dulcimer. My goodness. (laughs) What a piece of equipment. I would absolutely love if I could have a dulcimer for every conversation starter (laughs) (laughs) because I think my life would be a hell of a lot easier. (laughs) Well, or worse, and I'm she's, not sure. She's so right, though. It's such an interesting thing that not many people have ever seen. So, yeah, people are going to ask about it. Yeah, definitely. I was like, okay, uh, is that a is that a makeshift xylophone? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with that? You're going to play your lover some tunes? <laughs> Which she, I don't know. It was more like she was just aiding Fiona's love but <laughs> she, she kind of she was they were on lord monochromacorn's back when she was playing it so i take that as a she did play some tunes to her lover <laughs> she did and she definitely wanted to let fiona know like hey i was there during the singing part like i remember <laughs> i was i was sum- supporting you with instrumentals did right. you forget at least you forget <laughs> yeah like um, i was there i was present I'm your best friend. (laughs) Exactly. Like, (laughs) come on. And also just like flying through the sky. I'd love to be flying through the sky with a dulcimer. (laughs) Not me playing, of course, because I'm not musically inclined, but... Me neither. um, Well, you know, I got to say, though, you're you're quite artistic for someone who (laughs) is not musically inclined. I'm, you have amazing artistic abilities. Sky gave you a little hype. I appreciate I got to be cake to your Fiona right now and hype you up. Well, I really appreciate it. You're being a very awesome cake. I well, I feel you. like I'm more visually inclined than I've ever been like audioly inclined. Yeah, I I would have to say I'm more visually inclined as well, but not an artist. So if that gives you any insight into... <laughs> my um hearing abilities and or <laughs> taste there you go um just teasing but yeah I yeah think it's like what's up you're go underestimating ahead. yourself <laughs> oh, that's really kind no you got me some really cool I gotta say if you're ever in the market for some really cool lemon earrings Allie <laughs> knows where to find them and every time I've worn them I've gotten so many compliments so there's oh, my other cake compliment <laughs> for you <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, it's like flying through the air. I would love to be flying through the air. And I know that reminded us both of a little something. Yeah. So I think we talked about the episode for a little bit and we both mentioned how that scene in particular was like a whole new world in Aladdin where it was just like the singing, the carpet ride, (laughs) the Lord (laughs) monochromacorn ride, sunset, (laughs) fireworks. I don't know. It was like 
the perfect mixture of all of those things. So romantic. And, and the song was so great. Like, <laughs> right? It was so good. Yeah. Um, it, and it's funny, too, because Gumball's voice, like, if I closed my eyes, it kind of reminded me of Aladdin's. Oh, I can see that. It it really, I was like, wait, no wonder my memory is, like, sparking. Not just because of the flying through the air and it having a similar color scheme, but I was just like, whoa, I'm seeing Aladdin right now. <laughs> where's Jasmine yeah. at? Yeah, where is <laughs> like, she? Yeah, where's she where's she been up to? But I do gotta say, speaking of like the lyrics and stuff, um, Gum Gumball's got away with words. Um, and I guess we could say Ice Queen has away with words because it's Yeah, that's fair. Technically Ice Queen. Um, but I'm trying to think of there was there was a quote and oh, it was like he's like, I pay attention to things I see you being all about. I'm like, <laughs> okay, whoa. Right. <laughs> all right. right. Then uh, like during the song, he's like, your fist has punched away to my heart or something like that. Oh my God. Yes. He goes, he was like, your fist was the touched my heart. And I was like, don't you mean punched? So <laughs> it definitely, like, we both had that. We're thinking about that. Yeah. It's so fun. Um, but, but I know for me, uh, Aladdin wasn't the only like, I don't know, I would say media thing mm. <laughs> that mm. it kind of reminded me of or like other story in media because really the whole concept of this not the fan fiction part which we'll talk about in a second but the story itself reminded me of Swan Princess which is basically about a princess who um she gets mixed up with a wizard and the wizard turns her into a swan, and she has a certain amount of days to make her lover realize that she's a swan. But while she is in the swan shape, um, which only happens during the day, so at night she can actually be herself. Um, but while she is a swan, the wizard, like goes undercover as her and makes her prince fall in love with her instead. Like the fake, uh, the fake princess basically. <laughs> and then, uh, her curse, the curse of being a swan has her to where if the prince falls in love with somebody else, she'll die. And like, it ends with the prince kissing the like wizard at the end and then the prince has to like go back and fight for her honor oh my goodness so like <laughs> i think this episode <laughs> stress really city. stress city but <laughs> the reason why this episode makes me think of that is like this fake prince or like a fake princess and then the other element to it i guess is it feels like the male's perspective of that story told from a female. Like, I don't, it's yeah. like, it's the prince's perspective of that story, but Fiona's in the prince's shoes. It's very cool. <laughs> wow. You like kind of just blew my mind in a way. Cause I'm not going to lie to you. 
the only sort of swan princess, and I know we mentioned this before, that I have, <laughs> um, <laughs> that I have experience with is Barbie Swan Lake. Shout out yes. to you millennials. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. But yes, I'm having some flashbacks to that movie and I could definitely see vibes there um, and in parallels for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. And pretty profound. Barbie does a great job taking uh-huh. stories and like keeping pretty true to what the story is. Uh-huh. So <laughs> mm, Barbie, Barbie could have done a better job. <laughs> it's true. Uh, she has to be very PG, but <laughs> yeah, that is that is very true. And I was definitely the only thing I was um that I thought of was Cinderella. And mainly I was in my head, I was thinking of Cake as the fairy godmother. She helped her get the outfit together. And like, we didn't necessarily see that apart from it kind of looked like Cinderella's dress, like the shape of it. And then yeah. when it turns white at the end of the movie, it was already white um, going in. And I was like, oh, that reminds me of Cinderella's dress at the end. But one thing that I was like low key disappointed about was that when Cake took Fiona to the ball, that Cake didn't turn herself into a carriage like Jake would have probably. Mm. Like, yeah. And, and like, part of me was like, wait, is that not like the extent of can cake, does cake not have those powers? Like, <laughs> does cake not have that capability? Well, we see her turn into a weapon. So I think she does have the capability. She just missed a huge opportunity. <sighs> right. I was like, yeah. come on, cake. You've been great this whole episode. That was a real letdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a real letdown um <laughs> so yes same to jake but i guess did guess you just didn't want to be stretchy there that's cool um yeah is but was that, that was your one. cake mistake of the episode it was a huge cake mistake making big and pancakes that was the cake mistake yeah was cake not being not uh not showing up when she yeah. should have shown up to be fair, it could have been worse, but I I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Um, and I I guess the next thing I kind of want to go into as well, and it kind of gets us closer to like the end of the episode and um the big I don't even want to call it a big bang, but big like slap in your face. Not even a slap. Yeah. It's like a surprise, <laughs> a happy surprise. Yeah, sort like, of. Yeah, it is a little <laughs> bit like happy. In a, a way, little bit. like a little bit happy, but also like a little bit sad. I'm like, I am sad yeah. for you, but I'm also really happy because I'm thinking of this this way. I'm being right. really cryptic <laughs> right now. Um, but one thing I'll say as well, just really quick is the prince just automatically like being like, I'm going to go lock you in your room. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> What's happening? Right. What did you feel about all that before kind of like the final end scene? That we're yeah. Getting to? It, so it gave... Such creeper vibes when he, like, brought her up to his bedroom. Oh, it, gross. Like, <laughs> I don't Ew. know. It was, yeah, it was almost like, I don't know, where, like, the assumption is, like, oh, if I, like, take you on a date and give you things, then the assumption is we're going to go back to my place. Like, <laughs> that, right? that was, like, the vibe he gave right when he was, like, closing the door and then as he's like unbuttoning his shirt only to reveal (laughs) like all of that (laughs) (laughs) 
dude, that part had me wigged out. I was like, bro, no, yeah. you put that, you put that bubblegum shirt back on gumball. Yeah. It, it was <laughs> keep your gum in your pocket, sir. <laughs> <laughs> your stick of gum in your pocket. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm being really bad today. I'm gonna stop with it. No, I. (laughs) It's true though. Like, yeah. And I mean, like, I'm sorry. I just, I'm sweating. Um, (laughs) Oh goodness. But yeah, I was. It was. I was very alarmed, honestly. But then, low key, when I saw, I guess, because I want to say before he even takes his shirt off, that he Mm -hmm. like we pan to the ceiling and we see we see a real prince, prince, excuse me, bubble, prince gumball and his icicle. Yeah. They give like a really, really wide shot of the bedroom from like a mm-hmm. high angle. So I think it's like automatically you're a little bit disoriented. Like, you know, there's something weird going on and mm-hmm. then it's only heightened by how weird prince gumball is acting. Like, <laughs> so weird. I'm like, okay, well, something is obviously not right and the only thing that's that's uh it's not the only thing that's not right is you being a creeper it's also that your real self is stuck in an icicle on the ceiling <laughs> and ice queen is actually <laughs> dressed yeah, she up like as you peels off her Ugh. gumball suit <laughs> golly i don't know vecna vibes i just oh, gotta yeah. <laughs> say like and <laughs> stranger things reference and i won't spoil Stranger Things for anybody who's not seen the finale, yeah, of course. Yeah, I haven't seen the finale yet. So. Oh my gosh, well, I'm so glad I didn't see anything. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't drop the ball. I'm glad I didn't drop the gumball. Um, and just kind of even looking at the ceiling, it just, it gave me like a little bit of Stranger Things vibes, like the way the ice was coming out and then like... I'm just, yeah, a little I'm bit being, of I'm, the upside down with him hanging upside yes, down. major upside down vibes. And I was like, interesting timing there. Yeah. Um, but I was not expecting Ice Queen to just step out of Gumball like that. I was like, hello. Yeah. In my face. Yeah, like this is the reveal when that when I like watched the episode for the first time and it was revealed that it was Ice Queen, I wasn't expecting it like even though it was very weird that gumball's behavior just like automatically changed on like a dime (laughs) it still didn't i think my first assumption was like oh he's been put on a spell or something like i i knew something was weird but i never assumed it was ice queen (laughs) yeah i do wonder why that is though because there are so many occasions where the Ice King himself dresses up in like schemes. And I'm very quick typically to go, oh, that's Ice King's scheme. And he's probably wearing a costume <laughs> of some kind. And I don't know if I just sort of forgot that, you know, obviously he he wasn't technically, you know, in in this scene himself, but like physically, but I just sort of discounted it. And I was like, oh no, just like you did to your point, I said, oh, definitely under a spell in that case. Yeah. And I, I think it it's like another big contrast between Ice Queen and Ice King. Like this scene shows that he wasn't, or she wasn't foiled by like her clumsiness or her silliness, which happens a lot with Ice King. Like he's just clumsy and silly, but 
she she was more foiled because of her arrogance, like her belief that she couldn't be foiled. And I think that's a huge difference between the two of them. And this plan was so well thought out. It it just felt like a weird shift. Like I wasn't expecting it from an ice antagonist. <laughs> no. And to go through all of that work and I think to have the powers at um, sort of the level and the height that Ice Queen's powers are at, which are, I, I think, um, substantially more um, elaborate and powerful than Ice King's. And we see that from from the beginning with like the Slush Beast and, you know, all that. But I, I was kind of like shocked. I was like, oh, oh, they're done. Like, this is, this is... This is kind of this is kind of crazy. It's it's a whole other level of ice. Right. She she is so crazy powerful. Like <laughs> and then I mean, it just shows though like when Fiona's fighting her how resourceful Fiona or and, and smart Fiona is because Fiona didn't have a weapon because the Ice Queen gave her a fake weapon. So and she was still able to like come out successful in fighting her. It was, and I think that's just more to the point of Ice Queen seemed so savage and so smart that Fiona seemed even more. I don't know. It it Cunning, almost like, her. Yeah, it put her on a like different, yeah. really cool level of just like resourcefulness and. We've been saying it a lot, but badassery, like <laughs> yeah, badassery and wittiness, right. and like strategy, like just being like okay, like acting like this isn't her everyday, which right. I think Finn has a lot of those qual- same qualities. Um, but I almost think that f- something about Fiona seems a little bit more mature. Yeah, I think she's older than Finn, so. Mm-hmm. I feel like she has had time to like mature, basically, like come into her own. Things (laughs) exactly. She's had some world experience. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true though. And yeah, to that point, like Fiona's ending realization at the end of the fight, at the end of like her story, I absolutely loved, and I I felt like it was like such a good ending point until it continued on with the Ice King writing himself into the story. (laughs) But when she was like, oh, I I have a bunch of guy friends, but like, I don't have any boyfriends, but that's okay because I don't, I'm not really interested in any of these guy friends as boyfriends. Like, I don't want to just wait around. I want to feel like I'm somebody special and I'll know when that something special comes along. And I love that. And I think that's advice that Finn needs to take. Like, I feel like that was a moment of deep maturity for Fiona. And that's advice that Finn still hasn't grasped and may need a couple more years to grasp. (laughs) Hey, and like, it all comes at different times for different people. And I've had one of those moments, I'm sure you have, where you go, okay, like, I am, I am... Gosh, I'm using badass all the time. I'm a, I am a badass and I'm right. a capable <laughs> person 
who has a lot of options in front of me and like I know my worth. Exactly. And if I don't want to waste my time right now, I don't want to waste my time. Right. Like and don't settle. Yeah, don't settle. And I, I love that. Like that was really empowering um, and really refreshing to see. And I think Finn could use some of that. And I wish that there was like a little, um, you know, round table of Finn, Jake, Cake, and Fiona and just kind yeah. of seeing them all <laughs> together. I would love that. I Trade think that would note. be so fun. Um, but I really do want to talk with you about that sort of like the reveal, but then when it all comes together at the end, because bam, right. that like touch that hits your heart and it hits your heart in a, in a, in a sweet sadness kind of way. Definitely. So it's like the reveal after the reveal, <laughs> like, yes, the reveal within the reveal. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, okay, like it's revealed that ice queen is the like prince gumball all along. And then it's like a second later, it's revealed that Ice King is actually the one writing the whole story and it was all just him putting pen to paper. <laughs> wow. I was, yeah, I was like, wow, I've been bamboozled. <laughs> yeah, I was the like, first oh, time. okay. <laughs> You're like, okay, so this is what we're working with. Um, yeah. And I was like, so, yeah, first initial thoughts. I, I feel like automatically it gave like, a different perspective of everything we just watched. Like, you started, you had to, like, start analyzing it from a different way because now you know it was just a story from Ice King. Yeah, it's, and it's kind of, like, it's super mind-effing, and it's, you sit there and you're like, wait, okay, so he he came up with this the whole time. But my, you know, how how aware was Ice King as he's writing this, like something, something about it to me is, is really fascinating. The fact that he writes himself, um, to end up losing. It's like, cause he's right. always, he's always trying to win. He's trying to get these princesses. Um, he wants to, you know, come out the hero, hero, insert quotation <laughs> marks, what he believes to be the hero. Um, but I think it's also this element of like showing like his obsessiveness, obsessive nature with Finn and with Jake and like the cover of his book is like him and Finn, <laughs> you know, to, or him and Fiona, excuse me. I'm right. pretty, I'm pretty sure it's like they're kissing or like about right. to kiss. Um, so it's just, I think it's in a way, I'm just going to throw this out here. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's dissociative. Like he, he can't, and, and I, I, I don't want to like, at all like butcher what I'm trying to say and Allie you might be able to help me um finish but essentially he's dissociating from his own madness and in a way it's it's really social commentary um and his own narration on what he's experiencing around him right so what you're kind of saying is he's using this like writing the story as a way to like almost escape from his own experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely makes sense. And I think his own madness of of kind of sitting there and going, like, he's so mad that he can't even like he has to dissociate. Like he that's that's right. how he escapes. Yeah. I I think I I think I also, 
I love that perspective because it it's a little bit different than how I personally saw the episode. And I, because when I first watched it, like my theoretically speaking for the episode. Theoretically speaking. Was that Ice King was trying to like reconnect to traumatic things in his past. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's, that really does take it another level deeper. I love it. Yeah, which I guess kind of works with the dissociation too, because a lot of times when somebody's processing trauma, sometimes they have to fictionalize things to be able to like start talking about it, which is kind of what I feel like this episode was, was that he's obviously something happened with the crown. They make it very obvious this episode where like Fiona knocks the crown off of Cake's head and she's like, you don't want to catch her crazy. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I obviously the crown is somehow connected to the madness of both Ice Queen and Ice King. Uh-huh. But I think this is Ice King trying to, like, process that trauma and then also communicate that trauma to Finn and Jake. Like, it's really hard to share that kind of experience sometimes. So sometimes it's easier to just be like, wow. oh, I'm going to journal about mm-hmm. this and then maybe I'll let somebody, like, read a letter about what happened to me. I I love that. I think that take and I I love hearing cuz that that wasn't not my initial thought but it makes so much sense. Cuz Ice King is weathered. Like he's seen some shit. <laughs> he's been through it and um you know that's the that's the only way he can process it and I I want to sit here and do spoiler alerts but um I won't <laughs> cuz there's so much I want to talk about with the crown and you know even digging deeper into how what we can theoretically um sort of you know think think how ice king is really feeling inside like what's going on there because it's it's a lot to unpack um but you're you're on the you're on the money (laughs) (laughs) you're on the money for sure (laughs) yeah i i think this episode was the first we knew that the crown gave him powers like we knew that before but this episode really emphasized how important the crown was to also probably the other parts of his character. Yeah, it's like the crown makes up so much more than it's it's more than just Ice King's crown. Like it, you know, can control a lot of elements of um, the way that he interacts with others. And I am sure within itself has caused, you know, whatever kind of trauma um, so that along with who knows what else he's seen, you know? Yeah. But, um, I think this episode, we can also like see about how Ice King views other characters, which is really fascinating because he's writing one, a version of himself, but also other characters. And I think like Fiona and Cake, seem almost like they they seem so good this episode like <laughs> very little flaws you know like maybe 
Fiona's flaw would be that she ended up trusting the Ice Queen, but that's not really her fault. She was led that way, but... I would have done the same thing as her. Right. She was kind of love-bombed into it. So (laughs) manipulated. I, Mm -hmm. I don't really blame Fiona for... And she already had a crush on him, you know? Like, she was already a little bit blinded to any weirdness. Definitely. And, yeah, it's – it is – it just – it's it's so – it's so fascinating. I'm just – I just want to, like, revel in this episode. I just want (laughs) to sit and think about it for many, many moons to come. Yeah, I feel Um, like this is one of those episodes you could just talk for way too long about. I mean (laughs) – We've definitely had a, a long episode, but I'm telling you, I think it's worth something. We we unpacked we unpacked some good stuff, didn't we, Allie? I agree. <laughs> um, and as always, like I mean, I absolutely love going back and forth with you. And I I think you know sitting down and it's fun because we got to talk about like middle school and we got to talk about like actual like deep stuff, not just like a middle school dance. So. Right. <laughs> well, it was like fun and nostalgic. <laughs> precisely and always always more to come on that and just yeah do you have any lessons for that episode that's uh, that I'm so glad (laughs) you do the lessons you know I always forget the lessons it's just how it be just how it be um to be honest it kind of goes back again well I I might need to start journaling on some middle school trauma (laughs) I guess um but I think lessons are you know Hold your heart close to your chest. Like, do do you, boo? (laughs) Do you? Like Fiona says, protect your heart guts. Protect your heart. Protect. Was that your (laughs) lesson? Uh, I also had that as a lesson, but my main Mm. lesson is fan fiction is good. Isn't it? So good. I need to write my own fan fiction. Maybe we write our own fan fiction about Ned and Russell having their own podcast. That would be fun. That would be... Uh, <laughs> maybe they can give it a shot at some point, but we'll see. Yeah. Maybe maybe future. <laughs> maybe in, in the future. future we can do an episode like that. Good luck to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Um, well, I'm sure I'll do you have any other either. thoughts or... Oh, I'm sorry. I was about no, to sign good. off. Goodness. <laughs> um, if not, I we don't. can sign off. Do you have any other thoughts? Mm, I think I'm satisfied with the episode. <laughs> I'm pretty darn satisfied too. And I hope that all of the listeners are as well. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, let's go ahead and say our socials. So our Instagram is Never Ending Adventure Podcast. Our TikTok is Never Ending Adventure Cast. Our Twitter is NEA Podcast. And our email is nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. And feel free to send us an email, any comments, any questions. We love to get emails and, like, have a whole segment about it. And if you uh, review us on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, we will send you stickers uh, for reviews. So feel free to do that. But uh, our podcast comes out every Tuesday and uh, party forever. Boom, bam. <laughs> and then and then Allie is going to say, 
Oh, oh my gosh. This episode was so good, but really it just made me reflect on how hot Russell is. Oh, yeah. It's just all about just man babes and adventure time and all your sexy characters. Yeah. Is that what that's what Jackie's going to say next? Like, yeah, to that's her how response. She sounds, that's how she sounds like, too. Like, like yeah, yeah. if I imagine Jackie on the microphone, she'd be like, oh my God, like, oh that's so hot. You want to hear. You would hear what uh, Allie would sound like? Allie would be like, yeah, yeah, Ru- Russell is so <laughs> so attractive. He's just the sexiest. Way sexier than Marshall Lee, even though I said that Marshall Lee is my sexy character and I want to totally be with Marshall Lee and not Russell. Uh, but, <laughs> but it was a fan fiction all along. So, I mean, whatever, yeah, you know, we were writing yeah. it. Yeah, you you just got our our take at a fan fiction podcast episode, per se. Per se. Well, Ned, if you if you made it an hour and five minutes into it, I, I'm more <laughs> impressed. I'm more impressed at that, you know. Oh, they all did, of course they did. Ned, I'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah, we'll 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 kick it up. We'll kick it up normal style next Tuesday. No more fan fiction for for, uh, for now. For just a little while. Sounds good. See you, dude.